Life Audio. Coming up on Encouragement for You, Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley of Focus on the Family talk simplifying your life. And Dr. Frank Minrith answers listener questions about aging. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Most of us are finding life to be complex these days, with all the electronic gadgets and methods of communication. Dr. Greg Smalley is the Vice President for Families of Focus on the Family, and his wife Erin is a Christian therapist. You'll find their recommendations for simplifying your life to be helpful. All right, we've been talking our way through these, talking about simplifying your life, the top 20 list. I think the first one is obviously the most valuable and most important, and that is prioritizing, picking out the four or five main things you want to do in your life. Why in the world is that such a hard thing for us to do, though? It seems like for a lot of us, that's a really, really big challenge. Well, Don, you know, part of, again, just to to set the the stage for this, um, what does this have to do with marriage? So many people ask us, or relationships, and what we're finding is that, that so many people are busy and we get caught up in doing all these things, whether it's taking kids here or getting busy with this this activity over here or just managing our house or mowing the lawn. I mean, there's so much stuff that gets in the way. And what that does is the impact is relationally it keeps us from really having that, that quality time mm, together yeah. where we're using that time to really learn and deepen our knowledge about one another. And, and that's why, back to your point about values, if we're not clear on, on what our end in mind is, if we're not clear on what we really value, then one, we don't, we don't really have a target to shoot for. And so when we shoot, we're not even sure if we hit anything anyway. And so wow. part, of, part of what Aaron and I have, have talked through is that one of our core values is, just, is spending time together, but using that time strategically just to be curious with each other, deepen our knowledge, understand each other better, and, and therefore, we use that value to guide um, decisions. 
you know, do we do we mow the lawn, or you know, do we you know pay a neighborhood kid or someone else to do that for us? Mm. You know, we because yep. we have a we only have so much time, and so that's an example of how one the way that we've simplified our life is yeah. that we've just chosen you know we, we want to we. We know lawn care is, is expensive, but we've chosen to make that investment so that that does free us up. And, and you know, we can all think of ways that we spend money that we could economize on that would, uh, would at the same time free up money to spend on things that would free up time because there's a sense in which time is money. Wouldn't you agree? It is in, in, in time being, you know, time is money. I think what that means is time is, 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 a, is a value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't put a price tag on it. And and again, that's so that that's just one of the things that we're always asking ourselves: is are we are there things in our life that we can either simplify or get rid of, yeah. all for the relational value? Yeah, and and actually, this ties into number five on your list here: simplify home tasks. Lawn care being one of those home tasks, and uh, thinking about all the stuff you do at home. Uh, the fact that sometimes our home task list is as long as our work list, and we uh, we never get everything done. Uh, what are some other ways that we can simplify those home tasks, Aaron? I would think that for the ladies in our listening family, there'd probably be some suggestions you'd have there. You know, Don, there's there's many ways that we can do that, especially just as the women in the house. You know, uh, eliminating some of our kids' responsibilities and uh, commitments outside of the home. But then also within the home, there's, there's simple things you can be doing, like planning your menus in advance and letting things go, everything, you know, accepting that everything's not going to be perfect always and, and really just letting it be okay when everything doesn't get done. Or maybe there's times that you need to make a phone call, but you can be doing something else, of course, something that's not going to take your attention and your off of who you're talking to, especially if it's an important mm-hmm. phone call. But there's times that I put the headset on and I dust while I am talking to a friend. So I can get two things done at once. Item number six on the list that you guys have given me uh, is something that is one of the most difficult things to learn. And it almost seems like some people uh, have either been born with or acquired uh, a genetic inability to say a single word that could simplify a lot of our lives. (laughs) And, And that word is... No. That, that is tough. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us are people pleasers. We love to serve. The greatest amongst you is yeah. your servant. We get a very confusing message um, it, it, within our churches because, you know, we, we, we hear the I am third principle, you know, God first, other yeah. second, I am third, yeah. which, which is all great. The problem, Don, is that so many people serve to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. The biggest words often we hear from people who come in for help is, I'm worn out, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm empty, I have nothing more to give, yeah. and that's the problem. We can't give what we don't yeah. have. Yeah. And so if we don't say no sometimes, I mean, even Jesus, remember feeding of the 5,000? Yeah. When, when, when in the midst of his ministry, knowing his short window of time, he, he also knew to go off with his disciples to, to talk about to a place and get some rest. Yeah, and, and and that's always solely for the purpose of getting refilled back up, so that I can turn right around and give more. But uh, if if we can't say no, then we get depleted. We didn't have nothing to give. So what good are we? Mm. 
mean, you know. Yeah, and it's so easy for us just to push and push, and we've heard the saying before, I'd rather burn out than rust out, but it seems to me a better option is just to live out one day at a time. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, as Greg was saying, often it was the women that were coming in and saying, I'm exhausted, I don't have anything to give, because as women often we're working full-time and we're taking care of the house and we're taking care of the kids and the, you know, primary Mm -hmm. um, child care provider. And your husband. And and all these women in the church and needs and and the lawn sometimes. (laughs) 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 But, you know, and realizing that I love love that it really impacted me a lot in my life, realizing I cannot give to anybody when I have nothing or when I'm plugging into all these other activities and sources trying to get filled up when really it's draining me and realizing I have to make the decision to do the things that are going to fill me up, going and plugging into the Lord each and every day and realizing what things drain my energy and what things give energy and keeping yeah. that in balance yeah. and, and realizing that I am His temple and I have to care. I'm the only one here that is is responsible to care for me mm-hmm. between me and him yeah we can do that job yeah that's but, a great wisdom to you know just to think about the fact that that we don't have to meet every need we don't have to do everything create plans or policies that make saying no easier like i'm sorry i already have a financial planner i'm sorry i have to take one day a week uh, to be with my family and today is that day mhm and you know really it goes back to what greg was saying we have to we have to know what our end in mind is, mm-hmm. and if our family is going to be up there as a priority, we have to then live that out. Yeah. It's not saying no to everything outside of the family, but in, I know for me personally, having a teenager down to a seven-year-old, there, there have been more times than not that I've had to say no lately, mm-hmm. yeah. just to keep my priorities in line, to have time with my daughter, time with my husband, time for me with the Lord. And time with my seven-year-old son. Yeah, and Dan and, Kathy mentioned that earlier. He he talked about and then and with his incredibly busy schedule, finding time to be with the Lord and making Jesus Christ a priority. That's right. And and for all of us, that has to be uh, the priority that that mm-hmm. causes us to say no to some other things. It may be yep. saying no to television shows or saying no to you know to getting together with friends or or going to a movie or whatever it happens to be. But uh, so many things there that we, uh, again, just need to develop that ability to, to sometimes say that word no. Absolutely. You know, in, in whenever you have a chance, I'd love to give you, as a dad, one of my favorite ways to simplify our life. Okay. Let me hear it. Okay. I'm ready. It's, uh, it's, it, it's simple. It's this. It's, it's learning to do two things at once. Okay. Oh, I love that. And, and here's what I mean. There, there, there's times where I'll run to the store, run to the hardware store, um, and instead of me going alone, what I've learned to do is to take one of my kids. We can stop off, mm-hmm. have you know, get an ice cream or or what else, whatever. But it's that it's that drive time that we laugh, we connect. Mm-hmm. Um, they they help me shop. They so they get that experience. But but what and what actually happened, Don, is that that even went further into my what, what I realized in my my professional life mm-hmm. is that you know I've got to travel for a living. Don't yeah. do it tons. But but I made a rule that now I don't go anywhere and speak unless one of my kids goes with me. Mm. And I tell you what, it has absolutely revolutionized my relationship with my kids. Wow. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. 
And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. Without question, all of us are growing older, and many of us have questions about aging. In this segment, Christian psychiatrist Dr. Frank Minrith answers listener questions on this important subject. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Joey is listening in Conyers, Georgia. Hi, Joey. Hey, how you doing? Just fine. Good to hear from you. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Um, uh, one verse y'all hadn't mentioned yet. It came to pop to my mind was uh, in the book of Jude, I believe it is, where Paul tells the uh, older women in the church to guide the younger women and lead them in the way that they've gone that they need to go. And the same thing with the younger men, how they need to turn towards the older or elder men in the church for guidance and, and answers because they've lived, of course, longer in life. And so they've also been able to walk longer with the Lord most of the time. And with that, um, you know, there's a lot of, cause I believe personally in the American church, it's something that they don't do as much anymore, is that people don't respect their elders, they don't go to their elders, you know, and they don't come to them and, you know, ask, what should I do, what does the Bible say about this, what guidance can you give me? And I think that's something that we're really missing. And um, I really believe so heartily that if the church would emphasize that again, you know, and they would let the elderly know, you're not just a number in a church, you're just not filling up a pew seat, that you're vital. In fact, God, you know, commands, you know, for for you to guide the young, you know, I think that would help America out and a whole lot better. In fact, it would also, um, because a lot of people, because I like to do a lot of outside the church ministries, I guess evangelistic ministries, and like talking with the poor poor and and helping them and feeding the hungry and and, uh, helping and uh, nursing homes and stuff, and that's one thing, like you said, that the elderly uh, feel like they're neglected, they're forgotten, and things like that, but if they were active in their church, and their church, you know, let the younger come to the elder, um, that would do away with loneliness and depression and stuff like that, because they have a sense of responsibility and a sense of of someone needs me. Uh, would you not well, agree to that? Well, Joy, yes. now you you have a young voice, yet you said that with el- with eloquence and passion. Where did you get that? That passion uh, is wonderful. Well, what you said is wonderful. Maybe someone older instructed you, Joey. Yes, uh, I personally, um, as a young, or I'm 23 um, right now, but just recently got married, have a baby on the way. But I've always believed that if you look at people ahead of you, because they've been where you were already. So if you want to know how the best way to come out of your situations, turn to someone who's already been there. And of course, you've got God's Word, which is foremost the most important um, in all guidance and everything. But then you have, you know, like the Bible says, you know, turn to your elders. I mean, because and, they've been there, you know. And uh, they might not always have the best advice, you know. And they might not be correct all the time because we all are all human. But you can learn from the mistakes that they've learned in life and not have to suffer the way they've had to. And um, 
I've had a lot of people that I've always looked towards, whether they know it or not, just from watching, not even talking with them, just watching, watching how they've dealt with life in situations that's come their way. And then as I've gotten older, when situations have come up in my life, I've been able to reflect back on that. And, um, you know, that's, I mean, I, 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 I like to say, you know, if you're going to preach something, you better at least do it yourself. Joy, you speak with wisdom beyond your years. Don, pray for him. Yeah, I'd like to do that and just mention the fact that Paul told Timothy to have the older women have a very strategic role in instructing the younger women. And uh, this is a great emphasis in Scripture. Heavenly Father, what a joy it is to hear from this young man, Joey. Thank you for what you've done in his life and the lessons that he has learned. And I pray that you would use him to encourage both older people and those younger people who are growing older. We thank you for him and we commit him to you. May he be a great encouragement to others. For Jesus' sake, amen. Thank you so Amen. much for calling us, Joey. Great to hear from you. It's great hearing you all. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Back to the phones. Virginia has been waiting patiently in Montgomery, Alabama. Virginia, you are on the air with us. Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. It was worth the wait. Glad you called, and good to hear from you. Well, I'm kind of in a pickle here. I am 51 years old. My parents are in their 70s, and I have a daughter about 30. There's been a gentleman that has uh, apparently some mental problems. Um, he also has some um, criminal activity in his past that we didn't know about at the time she was seeing this young man. And uh, since then, uh, he keeps resurfacing in our lives and threatening us, uh, threatening my parents and, of course, threatening my daughter, and I'm in the middle. And I just am uh, distraught, don't know whether to um, confront the young man and say, please, you know, leave us alone or just ignore it. Or it just seems like we're terrified that he's going to show up on our doorstep or uh, sabotage us in some way. My poor parents are getting phone calls all hours of the night. And it seems like the authorities, all they want to do is tell us to change our telephone numbers. And, it, you know, it seems like celebrities can be stopped and it can be stopped or the president can be threatened and that can be stopped. But the average person like you or me, uh, if they're threatened, uh, there's no help available. Boy, I'm so I just glad. need some guidance from you on what I, what you think I should do. It's hard to pray for an enemy like this. Boy, you've raised uh, one of those very sensitive and complex issues, Virginia, uh, that uh, that we have to deal with from time to time, and especially uh, when seniors are affected. Uh, Frank, there are times uh, when uh, people threaten seniors, and they are more vulnerable to uh, criminal activity and being taken advantage of. Virginia, Correct. it's great to hear from you. And, you know, a little technique I came up with years ago, and it's so helpful is when you have a problem, you, you sit down and you list every conceivable option possible. Crazy options, good options, bad options. Then you go back and pick, uh, you know, one or two or three that might look helpful. Just off the top of my head, some options you would have would be to, again, call the authorities and plead for help. Number two, two to hire maybe a PI and have him talk with them. Uh, number three, if you know anyone that knows him, ask them to talk with him, because so, he's going to sooner or later get in trouble with this. Uh, 
four, certainly pray. You mentioned praying for him. Also pray for yourself. God, God can protect you or, you know, and give you wisdom what to do. So you list all your options and you pick one and go after it. Probably, I, probably I would do take some kind of concrete measure, Virginia, from the little bit you told me. Uh, I, I probably would do something. And Don, maybe one thing we could do is yeah. just let, let's pray for it. the effectual yeah. fervent prayer of a righteous man yeah. does develop. Yeah, Frank, would you lead us in prayer on behalf of this uh, dear couple of seniors and and also for Virginia? Father, you've uh, heard Virginia and uh, Lord, they love you and and they're worried. And Lord, we pray for this uh, this poor young man, and it sounds like he's he's in trouble mentally. But we pray for him. And but Lord, we pray you protect Virginia's parents, protect her. Please give Virginia specific. Uh, thoughts of what she can do and lord maybe you could even just make some things work out that would that would be helpful in this area father we ask for your specific help in christ's name amen amen in virginia another thing that comes to mind actually a couple of things one is to discuss this at length with your pastor and find out who he knows that may be of help to you uh, even in the law enforcement realm a second is there are government agencies you're in a state capital there in montgomery and there may be some state agencies uh, that deal with aging issues, and uh, you might uh, do a, an, an Internet search. You might uh, check uh, uh, even in the yellow pages or the white pages, the governmental pages there, and, and just find out if there's not an agency that you could talk with somebody about this. We will be in prayer for you, and I want to thank you again for your call. And we'll go right back to the phones now. Uh, Carol has been also waiting patiently up in Pennsylvania. Hi, how are you? Just fine. Thanks for your call. How can we be of help? I just wanted to call, and it doesn't seem like my doctor is able to help me with, um, he diagnosed me with depression and um, stress syndrome, and I'm very allergic to a lot of medications, and he had prescribed one medication that had such severe side effects and when I called him, um, he said, okay, just forget it. Stay in what you are. And, mm. and um, you know, basically just hung up. Oh, bless your and heart. You've just, you sound like you've my had. My dad just mm. died. He, he threw me out of the family and just disinherited me after I'd taken care of him and mom. And I've been disabled and I'm not much good to the family and I just don't mm. feel much good to anybody now. Carol, I'm so thankful that you were able to get through and and call in and and share your burden with us. Dr. Menrith has said this on this program before. A burden shared is half a burden. And uh, we just want you to know that, first of all, Jesus Christ values you. Uh, Scripture talks about our being of greater value than many sparrows and how he knows when one sparrow falls. He's numbered the hairs on our head. I want to encourage you to look at Psalm 139. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and LifeAudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers. Production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. 
Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.